2: To the, to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle
0: Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty in the First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, this afternoon. Luke Johnson out today. Kelly Center will be joining me later in the show. We're glad you're with us, wherever you're tuned in across the state on the SuperTalk Network, or of course online. We appreciate you tuning in for another edition of the Eagle Hour. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation on the show a little later. As I mentioned, Kelly will be joining us in the second half. Opening segment sponsored by our good friends at Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Wherever you live, there's a Dickey's near you. They cook delicious food seven days a week. You can enjoy in their dining rooms, their drive through or their take-home. Here in Hattiesburg, you have a choice of all three. But whatever you choose, just be sure you choose Dickie's Barbecue Pit, and we thank them for their support of the Eagle Hour. All right, the Golden Eagles on the road for the first time this year, scheduled to uh, travel to Denton, Texas, Saturday night, uh, to take on the North Texas Mean Green. Dave Barnett is the play-by-play voice of North Texas University. We've got him on the show. Happy to have you, Dave, and thank you for your time this afternoon. Uh, All right, are you with me, Dave? Hello. Uh, Yes, sir, are you with me? Yeah, do you hear me? Okay, I hear you now. Yes, sir. Well, we're glad okay. to have you on the show. Uh, I guess the first question, I know North Texas, uh, uh, like a lot of schools around the country, have uh, been suffering a little bit from COVID-19. You lost your game last week against Houston. Uh, how does it look for, for the game to go off Saturday night, Dave?
2: Well, this time last week, it looked good to go down to Houston. Um, and then all of a sudden, that trip was off, and as of last night, this game was on, but every week and every day of every week now is it's going to come down to you know the newest batch of test results. They get tested Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So today is a test. We'll see, you know, what the level of positivity is. Last week there were some positives, but the real issue was going to be contact tracing, and it was going to really completely wipe out one entire position group. And so, you know, if it had been scattered around the roster, it might have been feasible to play. They decided it wasn't. But in answer to your question, as of last night and so far today, all systems are go to play uh, the Golden Eagles Saturday at 630.
0: Uh, but but that's subject to change. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Everything
2: is always subject to change this year. Life itself is subject to change this year.
0: No question. Well, the two games that, uh, that North Texas has played against Houston Baptist and SMU, you've had no trouble, no trouble scoring points, 1,238 yards of offense in the first two games. So clearly, uh, that's the strength of this year's North Texas squad.
2: Yeah, and that was expected even though uh, quarterback is brand new. They've played two so far after four years. Mason Vines, who left as the leading passer in all of college football over his four years. So this year, it was a battle between Jason Bean and Austin Audi, both of whom had played sparingly as backups last year. Mm-hmm. And the opener against Houston Baptist, Jason Bean got the start and looked spectacular. Uh, running and passing. And Austin Audi only got a couple of series. Second game, uh, Jason, again, got the start and looked very skittish. He looked a little bit like he did last year in his limited action. Austin came in, looked very good. Um, Second half led four out of five drives into the end zone. He is scheduled to get the start Saturday.
0: You clearly can't replace a kid like fine, can you? I mean, I think it's fair to say that the change in one loss record last year reflective of of that kid not being on the field. But, boy, what a great player he was. I thought
2: for his four years, Mason Fine was the best story in college football. Mm -hmm. Um, Playing at the one school that gave him an offer uh, from the northeast corner of Oklahoma, one-quarter Cherokee, came down here, and his very first game, the starter was supposed to be an Alabama graduate transfer, Alec Morris, against SMU. Through three interceptions, fourth quarter, Seth Luttrell looked at Mason on the sideline and said, you're ready to burn your red shirt?" because that was before you could play four games and keep your redshirt. Right. And he said, let's do it. And he went in, and the very first drive of his college career led the offense down the field, and the position was his. For the next four years, except for a couple of periods where he was injured. And as I said, ended his four years having outpassed every single quarterback in FBS football. Just an amazing story, an amazing young man.
0: No question about that. Uh, coach Latrell's done, I think, everybody agrees a stand-up job uh, there at North Texas. Southern Miss, of course, having a really shaky year, really blown out uh, this past Saturday. Interim coach, uh, Interim coach, uh, you know, in place right now. Uh, what has uh, Coach Latrell said about this matchup this week, and uh, what do you guys uh, think in North Texas is the key to winning the game for you?
2: Well, I talked to both Scotty Walden and Seth last night. Seth has his weekly coaches show last night, and I played him an excerpt of my conversation with Coach Walden recorded yesterday afternoon, and Coach Waldman was basically describing the exact offensive philosophy that Seth runs. And I remarked that that sounds like a mirror image matchup. And he said, yeah, absolutely. Went on to uh, sound really in-depth about how much he admires Seth Luttrell. Met him um, four years ago, right after Seth took the offer to become head coach. And this, I think, is going to be a really interesting matchup between two still uh, young head coaches, Seth is, um, you know, not as young, obviously, as he was when he took the job. Coach Walden, at age 30, already in his second head coaching job, right. is is remarkable. And he's still got Jack Abraham. It seems like Jack Abraham should be 35 years old <laughs> by now. I mean, it's probably how, how teams look at having to play against Mason Fine the last several years. Is that kid still there? That's kind of how it is with Jack Abraham. Steph thinks that as long as Jack Abraham is the quarterback, Southern Miss is a dangerous team. Uh,
0: let me assure you, Dave, that is how we felt about Mr. Fine. That is exactly right. <laughs> how, how many years of eligibility do you get out in Denton, Texas? Absolutely right, right. No question about that. Uh well, what's the outlook for your team this year? What, what were the goals coming into the season? And uh, do you think uh, the team – I know you've had some difficulty with the virus and all that, but do you, you think Coach Luttrell feels pretty satisfied uh, with the start you've had?
2: At this point, he's satisfied to get a day of practice in and to get two games under his belt. Uh, the, the question was, was going to center around quarterback, which we've discussed. Um, what makes quarterback less worrisome is the two deepest positions on the roster are wide receiver and running back defensively, a new coordinator, Clint Bowen, who came from Kansas um, the the story of the last really of the entire Mason line era was he, he quarterbacked two nine game winners, uh, a division champion, never reached the ultimate goal of conference championship and a bowl victory. And it wasn't because they weren't scoring enough points. The story of what really should have been his best year, his sophomore year, was three blown double-digit leads. Mm-hmm. So, that was the story last year as well. That's really why they were 4-8 and eight instead of 8-4. and four. Lots of offense, not enough defense, especially at the end of games. So, two games in, um, they've given up an awful lot of yards and points to both Houston Baptist and SMU, but it's is such an unusual circumstance. I think this week really will be a better gauge of what they have this year defensively. It's just such a small sample at this point.
0: Right. All right. Here, in Mississippi uh, games are limited to twenty five percent capacity of the stadium. What are the what are the COVID guidelines uh, you folks are dealing with there in Denton?
2: Same exact twenty five percent. There have been uh, just under eight thousand for Houston Baptist and. You know, by this standard, it was actually SRO, I guess you'd have to say, against SNU 8,400 because mm-hmm. they brought a few more fans. But, yeah, it's it's 25%. And with the distancing spread out around the stadium, uh, the noise level is better than you'd expect. It doesn't seem like there's only 25% fans there. Mm-hmm. Those who have come have been loud, and the, the players have noticed, and they've they've remarked on the fact that, you know, there's a reasonable amount of energy and level of support.
0: And that's important, and I'm sure that's important to the kids on on, uh, your team, as as well as any football team in in this day and time.
2: Absolutely. Uh, And and the last two years have been record attendance averages. There's been uh, a couple of crowds, one against um, SMU, well, three actually, one against Louisiana Tech, and one at home against Houston last year that were right at capacity. Right. Um, unfortunately, they didn't all produce wins. But, um, yeah, that's what every player wants. Every player wants to know that what they're doing matters and that people care. And it's it's harder to get that sense, I'm sure, this year. But anyone who's there is probably even more appreciated than they would be in a normal year.
0: No question. Dave, I appreciate your time very much on the Eagle Hour. We look forward to an exciting game uh, Saturday night. Best of luck to, to the Mean Green the rest of the year.
2: Appreciate it. Good to talk
0: to you. All right. Dave Barnett, everybody. The play-by-play voice of the North Texas University Mean Green. That game's set for 6.30 Saturday night on Stadium Fox Sports Southeast. We'll look forward to it. Eagle Hour continues.
2: Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
0: Hey, I want to thank Dave Barnett from North Texas University for joining us in the opening segment, B segment of the show. Of course, sponsored by our good friends at Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. You can shop there six days a week on Hardy Street, right across from the Southern Miss campus, or you can go online to campusbookmart.net, and uh, pick up your Southern Miss swag and have it delivered right to your house. All right, we're going to talk to Heath Hinton now. Heath is, of course, uh, owner of the Big Gold Nation website. And, uh, Heath, always glad to have you on the Eagle Hour. Uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse about the atrocious game uh, Saturday. Uh, I'll give you a, a chance to just remark your observations, and then we're going to move on to the future. What did you, What did you think about Saturday?
3: Well, it wasn't good, was it? Uh, It it just uh, a game that, you know, this team seems like a team that, you know, when the going's good, it's good. They uh, play them well, but the first time signs of adversity shows up, they don't seem to have a calming factor to them or somebody that's able to get in there and calm them down. Um, You know, they're just going to have to dig down and, and find somewhere deep inside that, they're gonna to have to have a lot of pride. We're gonna see how much pride this team has now. It's not even the point of winning, it's how how hard do you play, how can you give me four quarters of effort? Right. And I think that's something right now that is the biggest let's get four quarters of effort from the whole team.
0: Right.
3: And then, you know. Right. Let let things fall as they may.
0: All right, Uh, best receiver on the team has been injured. Uh, Kid they were really counting on at the start of the year, opts out, and now another uh, receiver this week who had played in all three games transfers out. Uh, So the receiving core uh, mightily depleted, and when you have difficulty running the football, like Southern Miss has had for the last couple of years, the last thing you want is a depleted receiving core, but that seems to be where the team is, Heath.
3: Yeah, next man up, uh, man, this this whole, I'm going to be honest with you, I think the NCAA, through all the decisions they have made, and this is from talking to a lot of people, um, you know, you want kids to have the ability to have some type of say in what goes on. But in, in college sports now, the coaches, the administration, the schools have no authority anymore. So there is no more, uh, you know. If if you don't like the way something is at a school, you don't have to. You don't have to stick in there and tough it out. You can leave. Um, it's happening all across college football. It's not just Southern Miss. Other schools have have had to do the same thing. But when you're a team at Southern Miss that was already, you know, going to have to play a lot of new guys this year, lost some people. When other when guys are now opting out that actually played time, it just makes depth even worse. But I think this is derivative of what the NCA has done. NCA has given uh, too much power and taken away every bit of authority that the schools and coaches have now.
0: Well, I think too. I think that's a great point. And I think when you couple that with we seem to be watching a generation that if you don't if they don't get their way. You know, they want to quit. They want to leave. If I don't get my way, I'm just going to leave. Boy, it's just, it, it seems to be a toxic mix.
3: It is. And, and, and you know, you're talking about a toxic mix, man. When you start mixing everything together, what's happening in the world today, um, kids just don't. I mean, it's when I grew up, it was always, if you don't like something, do something about the situation and do something to make a change in the situation you're in. Nowadays, is if you don't like your situation, just get out of it and don't do anything about it. I'm not sure if that's really what is best for everybody involved. Sometimes you need to stick it out. Instead of you wanting the school to do something different, maybe, maybe you should do something different. Right. And uh, that's not being taught these days, and these kids... Uh, there's no toughness in sticking it out. And look, I understand some kids are going to have grievances. That's going to happen. But if you have grievances and you're not going to stick it out and you're not going to, what are we teaching kids nowadays?
0: Right. Uh, I want to get your input on this now. Maybe Scotty Walden is the next head coach. I'm I'm not dismissing that possibility. But let's just assume that at the end of the year, Jeremy McLean is out there looking for a new head coach. There are two trains of thought. Number one, you can go get a young coordinator, a.k.a., uh, you know, uh, like we've had in the past. Uh, you know, those types of coaches. Uh, and then the name just slips my mind at the second. But uh, you can go get an offensive coordinator, or you can go do what Tulane did, which is go find a head coach at a lower division, like the head coach at Tulane was, a guy that's a proven guy, maybe it's Division Two. Uh, you know, maybe it's Division three. I don't know, but primarily, say a Division two type coach that's had a lot of success as a head coach. Which avenue would Heath Hinton like to see the program take if you were going to go down one of those two roads?
3: I personally, because of the financial situation Southern Miss is in right now, and I would rather you go out and get a young up and coming coordinator. And the reason why I say this is. When you watch TV, you very rarely hear people um, talking about uh, non-Power 5 schools. They don't go, wow, look at their defense. What do they talk about the offense the non-Power 5 schools? Um, I think it's the way offenses are built, the way the rules are designed nowadays. I think really, truly having an over-dominating defense, it's almost a thing of the past. I think you've got to go and find a a uh, coach that has a really good offensive resume, young coordinator, a young coordinator you can bring in and pay the type of money Southern Miss has. Um, I know Jeremy McClain, he knows what the going rate for coaches are these days. I, I think that's the way you have to go if you're Southern Miss. Yeah. But I think it has to be a name that people kind of know and can get behind because you look at the other schools in Mississippi, they have made some splash hires. So you yeah. don't want to be drowned out by those splash hires. Now, I don't know if there's something Southern Miss can do by going and making their own splash hire. I think there's one guy that would really draw attention, but I don't know if Southern Miss is prepared to do that. But um,
0: You want to we'll throw see. that name out there?
3: Sure. I mean, there's been a lot of talk. A friend of mine interviewed Hugh Freeze the other day and uh, asked him about Hattiesburg and come to Southern Miss. Yeah, he didn't say no, let me put it like that. That that didn't come out of his mouth. Um, you know, is he going to be able to uh, – What I guess the thing for that would be, where do you want to go as a coach? Do you want to stay at a school that's not in a conference but has plenty of money that's not going to be in a conference anytime soon, or you want to go somewhere that's in a conference, build your way back up to the SEC or the Big 12 or whatever – it's just gonna depend on what he wants. Uh money wise he would have to take a pay cut to Southern Miss. There's no way Southern Miss can pay him two million dollars what he's making now. But I mean that's a splash hire that could be made. Couldn't you see the headlines? Right. Kiffin, Leach, Sanders, Freeze, all coaching in Mississippi at the same time. Right. Talk about the headlines. That would um that would be hilarious and, and the recruiting battles would be uh, fun as well. Right. So I mean it, there's two trains of thought. Uh, that you
0: could go there and i'm not saying he would or he wouldn't i I hear a lot of people go well he wouldn't come for the money but there's one thing sometimes we overlook these guys are all millionaires (laughs) i mean hugh freeze is a millionaire so i mean hugh freeze is not gonna perhaps make his next job decision on whether or not he can pay the power bill i I don't think that that's going to be uh his problem am i I right there
3: I would think you're right. I mean, if you look at it, his last three years as a head coach, he made over $8 million.
0: Right,
1: right.
3: All the other side, so don't – unless he's just not very good and he doesn't have a financial guy, which I'm assuming he does, he should be well off. Right. Um, I don't think Hugh Freeze has an entourage that he has to pay or anything like that. No. So um, I just think that, you know, it's it, – it's
0: well, a uh, it's a fascinating situation. Well, and, and time will tell. We're not saying Hugh Freeze is coming, so no, you know, nobody no, needs to no. start up on us about that. But uh, interesting, uh, interesting that your friend talked to him i well, I got a minute left. I I always want to know when I talk to you, Heath. What are the What are the fans on Big Gold Nation saying about the status of football today?
3: Um, you know, they're they're upset. They're upset with what's happening. They're upset with the product. There's no question about it. They want to see some they want to see better play. They just want to see better football all the way around from coaches, from players, uh they want and then they want to know what's the next step. Um they know that this year it seems like that it's going to be a tough year for Southern Miss. They don't want another Ellis Johnson. They don't want an Ellis Johnson 2.0 year. That's for sure. Um it's just, you know, it's frustration. I think people are starting to get ready for basketball.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I only have just a few seconds left. Let me ask you this real quickly. Give me a quick response. Too late now for Scotty Walden after two games? I mean,
3: uh, if he turns it around uh, and wins, you know, he's got nine games left. If he goes, you know, seven and two, you have to consider him. But, I mean, it, it would seem like it would be an uphill climb at this point
0: Very interesting conversation with you, Heath Hinton. We appreciate you every week and uh, want to tell people go to Big Gold Nation, join up if you want to keep up with Southern Miss. I say Big Gold Nation, Eagle Hour, everything you'd ever need to know about about Southern Miss. All right, my friend, have a good day. We'll look forward to having you back on the show next week. Yes, sir.
3: Y'all have a blessed day,
0: sir. All right, Heath Hinton, everybody from Big Gold Nation, kind of stirring it up a little bit, uh, throwing out that name again. We'll be back. Their myths to the top. Hey, I want to thank Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation for joining us uh, in the second segment of the show. Also, Dave Barnett from North Texas State University, or North Texas University, forgive me. Uh, great conversations uh, with both gentlemen. We appreciate uh, their input. The segment of the Eagle Hour is sponsored by Four Street Bar and Grill, where you find a great, great plate lunch every day. Uh, great sandwiches, a great atmosphere, you know about it, Southern Miss memorabilia, and just a great bunch of guys. And Kelly center you know, I think of all the things that that aggravate me about COVID-19. It's, it's not having the ability to do simple things like whenever I take a mind to going and having lunch at a great place like 4th Street Bar and Grill. I, I'll bet you feel kind of the same way.
1: Yeah, and and to shoot, you know, shoot pool with, and it doesn't matter who you're playing. They're always, you know, real nice and and hospitable, and right. uh, in my case, charitable because lots of times they let me win just because. But 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 please understand, all the listeners, the only reason Bob and I can't do that is because we're in that at-risk group. That's we're a little right. bit older. That's right. And um and uh you know I'm I'm heavier than I need to be, and Bob's not perfect either. So that's why we just we still have to kind of lay low a little bit. But believe me, we we would love to be there.
0: We're old. So if you're not we're, old like Kelly and I, feel free to go down there and have lunch every day, right?
1: Yeah, and if, and if you didn't know that Bob Getty was old, he just referred to North Texas as North Texas State. <laughs> <you go>. which,
0: <laughs> Who's playing which, Memphis State? I mean, Memphis this weekend.
1: <laughs> well, I, re- I remember that, too, you know, when they were yeah. Memphis State and North Texas State. So it'll happen every once in a while.
0: Well, he, but, here's a disclosure. A couple of years ago, Kelly uh, was very generous and found me a Mississippi Southern T-shirt that he gave me. So uh, Kelly was familiar with that. That makes you pretty old too.
1: It does, and I mean you—you you know that somebody is old school when they refer to it as Mississippi Southern. You know <laughs> yeah,
0: that, right?
1: Going back a few years, yeah, but um, a right. couple of news and notes, Bob, around the state and around the conference. Uh, well, not necessarily out of the conference, but certainly uh, a story that people will find interesting is COVID has reared its ugly head again. South Alabama and Troy. And their, their battle is called the Battle for the Belt. But, uh, you know, Southern Misses Battle with Tulane is called the Battle of the Bell. But Troy and South Alabama call it Battle of the Belt. That has been canceled because of a uh, uh, COVID situation in South Alabama. So that game will not be played. And, and on the high school front this weekend, you can add the Northwest Rankin Terry game as a cancellation uh, because of circumstances there. And that's a district game. You're into the district contests now. And we talked earlier in the year that that we figured that situations like this would come up, it's going to be very difficult to determine, you know, who makes the playoffs and who doesn't if certain teams have only played X number of games and other teams have played more games. And it's all, you know, based on the the COVID situation. So uh, Northwest Rankin and Terry will not play their game. And the National Football League, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tennessee Titans have had their game Sunday canceled because of COVID. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh head coach Mike Tomlin – thinks they might be able to get the game played Monday, and if not Monday, then Tuesday. And the NFL is so serious about coaches not wearing face masks and following CDC protocols that the commissioner has warned that teams that are found guilty of breaking these rules are at risk to losing draft picks. Wow! They are that serious about uh, using the face masks, and the Las Vegas Raiders are being investigated for allowing um, unauthorized personnel in and around the locker room all because of COVID situations that the, the Raiders are being investigated as maybe not following the rules, but the, but the commissioner is serious. You start talking draft picks wow. um, and, They mean business. With They don't want these games being canceled. They want to, you know, obviously continue these games being played. So that's a little bit about a lot of things, but things that are going on around the country and around our neck of the
0: woods. Also, real quickly, I I do know that uh, a couple of teams and head coaches were fined heavily a couple of weeks ago for not wearing masks on the sidelines. So, yeah, they're pretty serious. All right, Kelly, I want to get back to uh, the Southern Miss coaching situation. I asked Keith Hinton, after the loss to – After the loss to Louisiana Tech and the shellacking taken by Tulane, had Scotty Walden lost his opportunity to be seriously considered for a head coaching job here? He said no, but he thought that now it was an uphill battle and that there would have to be a heck of a win streak uh, down the stretch uh, for him to seriously be looked at. Your thoughts about that?
1: I think it makes sense, but, but for this reason. It's all about perception going forward. And unless coach Walden and the guys can put together that streak that Heath was was talking about, there is a perception that nothing will change. And sometimes you know unfortunately and sometimes it means people, you know, their jobs, but sometimes it's you may just have to start all over again, you know, from from the base up. And if um If the team, you know, pulls off a winning streak, which certainly, we hope they will. We certainly hope that they will. Then you've got people talking, okay, well, we, we have this fresh start now. Let's move forward. But if they, if they don't pull off this winning streak and Coach Walden is retained, which again, you know, I don't make those decisions, but if he's retained, then there might be some part of that populace that says, yeah, nothing's going to change, you know, Mm -hmm. the, more of the same, and it's all about perception, it's all about momentum, it's all about ticket sales, uh, word on the street, buzz, whatever you want to call it. So it's, it's a tough situation for, for Scotty to be in. Um, and we're hoping you know that they will, that last Saturday was an anomaly and that they'll get this thing turned around. Now, when you're going into conference play, against, if, if you had to pick a team, to be playing this weekend. North Texas might be a good one because they didn't play last week. They've had some COVID issues; some they haven't been practicing as much. And really, I think the the Mean Green is only about a two point favorite, you know, at home against uh, Southern Miss. So this is, this is a big one, and it's it's a Western Division game in Conference USA. And when you still got the the behemoths of, of UAB to go and Texas San Antonio, clearly a surprise of the league this year i don't know which i'm more surprised at: the strength of utsa or the weakness of middle tennessee utep you could throw in there too utep has been
0: UTEP, a surprise yeah the texas yeah, teams UTEP, are a surprise so far
1: yeah and and those are on of course southern Miss's side of the ledger um middle tennessee's weakness has, has proven to be a surprise oh. so north texas you've got to get back into league play this is probably who you want to be playing wow. and um they can pull it off. Maybe that'll start that streak we're talking about.
0: Here's something else I think happened to Scotty Walden. They, you know, the, the first loss to uh, Louisiana Tech, I still detect it, even though the team lost the game, a lot of excitement, a lot of optimism uh, around the coach because, you know, what we were hearing is, oh, they played with so much more energy, blah, blah. It was a bad call. We, you know, we were right in the game. But then comes the two-lane game, Kelly, and boy, I'm going to tell you what, that's a black eye that's going to take some time to heal, and it needs to start healing this week.
1: And really the second half of that two-lane game. And, and you even thought, well, you maybe, know, maybe two-lane, you know, will – uh, but, but we'll back off a little bit, if no. you will. <laughs> <No>. but, <laughs> no. but they didn't. And, again, you know, and the Tulane guys are saying, look, even if we've got second and third stringers in there, they want to become first and second stringers. You know, you can't, you can't ask your, your reserve players to just go in there and play dead because they want to move up, you right. know, on the depth chart. Right. So it was a tough situation to be in. And, and this, is, this is a real gut check, time for the Eagles as to how they come out. And you know what, Bob? The first three games were, were at home. Maybe this will be good for them to get away. Yeah, Have, have, have a guy's weekend out, so to speak, and, and maybe you know pull one off on the road that maybe people don't expect.
0: And it's not a game uh, of mercy. Years ago, a long time ago, Florida State came in here and really beat Jim Carmody's team badly. And I remember asking him as a sports reporter after the game, it appeared that, to many that uh, Florida State was running the score upon you. Did that offend you? And he looked at me. You probably got some of those looks from Big Nasty that – the second he looked at you, you think, I kind of wish I hadn't asked him that. But he looked at me dead seriously, and he said, we don't hand out mercy, and we don't ask for mercy. And I think that's the way Tulane looked at it Saturday. I mean, you're there to play, buddy. If you can't stop us, that is not our problem.
1: And, and that's exactly what Bobby Bowden said in that game that you're talking about. Right. His reporters challenged him. I right. remember I was right. I was at that press conference, too, Bob, and he said, he said look, why are you all picking on me? He said instead of asking us why we ran it up, why don't you ask your coach why they couldn't stop us.
0: Right. Right. I think yeah. he also said do you expect me to tell the third string kid when he comes in don't score a touchdown? You right. you, you can't tell kids to do that. How
1: often does that kid even get into the game? Right. You know they they want to right. show out, right. you know.
0: Well. Well, next up is, is North Texas. Uh, you know, earlier in the show, Dave Barnett, Kelly, said that the coach out there, uh, Coach Luttrell, was just happy right now that they could put together two or three practices in a row and play another football game. So it does appear, again, to be an opportunity for Southern Miss to play a team that has been depleted uh, by this virus, unable to practice uh, You know, to a schedule that they would prefer. And boy, I just think it's so important for him to show up Saturday night and be competitive.
1: Yeah, and not to be that wet blanket. But we thought the same thing about Louisiana Tech because they didn't practice, you know, a whole lot prior to coming into Hattiesburg and, and right. beat the Eagles, you know, at, at the Rock. And of course, it was the la- the very last play of the game. Right. But um, so that kind of right. stunk. And you have to wonder if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, you know, if that last play had not gone down the way it went down, and the Eagles hung on for that win. How that would have been, how that would have transpired, to how the two lane game would have come
0: out. You North know? Texas has scored 92 points in their three games, even though they're one and one. 1238 yards of offense in two games. That Golden Eagle defense is going to have to step it way up Saturday. Night. And, I,
1: and I and I know we got the, the break music coming in, but in the next segment, Bob, we're going to discuss who will moderate the next presidential debate: Jerry <laughs> Springer or Maury Povich.
0: <laughs> we'll be back.
2: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
0: You know, if you've got an athlete in your family and you want them to be maximum trained, uh, whatever child uh, you have and whatever sport they're involved in, uh, D1 and uh, D1 batting is the place to send them. Uh, great training facilities here in Hattiesburg for baseball, softball, and for all sports. Two separate facilities one designed for baseball, softball, one for any other sport. Uh, from adults to children it's a state-of-the-art training facility and we thank them for their support of the eagle hour also want to remind you that this segment is sponsored by hattiesburg toyota corolla suv truck some of the best ever made uh, you'll find them in hattiesburg toyota great selection of uh pre-owned vehicles as well so if you're in the market for a car be sure you check them out all right so kelly so last night i, I was trying to think right before i go to bed i had um I had undergone about uh, almost three hours of uh, excruciating dental work yesterday, and then I watched the debate last night, and I couldn't really determine which of the two made me more miserable. Uh, your thoughts?
1: Well, I think after that debate, I, I would have asked for a prescription of whatever you were on, whatever pain medication. <laughs> Man, you know, if if we don't laugh about it, Bob, we would have to
0: cry. Oh, babe. I mean.
1: What happened to civility in this country?
0: Uh, it's dead. It's dead. It's just a new time, man. You, you and I talk about this all the time, off yeah. the air and on the air. But it's yeah. just everything is so different than what we're used to. And that that was just an example last night. That was that was just atrocious. I don't know. Yeah, and, it is and right what's or. really
1: the thing that especially hurts is you've got parents who you know want to teach their kids you know civics and how politics work and. I've, I've talked to several parents today, uh, and I'm one of them whose son, who's in his you know, early 20s, you know John Carter, and he's mm-hmm. uh, tried to to encourage my kids to be politically astute and, and whatnot, so he watched the debate last night, and he called me after it was over and he said, is that the way these always are, <laughs> the screaming and the yelling? And, and I told him, I said, no, son, believe it or not, there, uh, there, there were times that, that you could have an exchange of ideas and nobody would step on each other. And,
0: not anymore.
1: Um, yeah, and civility. I mean, we can disagree with each other, but we don't have to yell and scream. Right.
0: And, Kelly, um, it was so bad that at the start of the debate last night, radio was sitting on the couch, alert and interested, and 10 minutes later, he had crawled over on the edge of the couch and gone to sleep. It was, And that's
1: so unlike radio. It's
0: just completely unlike him, isn't it?
1: Because usually it takes 15 minutes for him to
0: roll over <laughs> and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly to right. To roll over and go to sleep. You're exactly right. All right, Kelly Sander. uh uh, three weeks into the season, Texas-San Antonio leading the West, 3-0, and 1-0 in the conference, Louisiana Tech right behind them, 2-0, 1-0 in the conference, UTEP 3-1, and UAB 2-1, and uh, over on the East, only one team's actually won a game. Boy, that says a lot about Conference USA. Marshall, of course, Marshall, one, has yeah. won two games, but... Right now, you got to say the top five are, are uh, the two Texas teams, El Paso, San Antonio, Louisiana Tech, UAB, and Marshall. There's really no debate, right?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, UTEP still has a little bit of proving to do to me because two of those three wins came against um, much, much smaller you know, schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, there aren't that many schools playing football, so it's not like they could necessarily choose. It's just whoever, you whoever know, wanted to play. So, so I, I want to see a little bit more from UTEP before I believe, but I do believe Texas San Antonio. I, I, am shocked. I'm just shocked at how well, you know, first year coach Jeff Stringer, goes in there and, and has those guys believing, you know, the, the most overused phrase in football is they're buying in, you know, you hear every coach and they're buying into what we're doing. Well, whatever, whatever he's selling at Texas San Antonio, they're buying because, uh, right. the fan base, they're buying tickets, you know, right and left and, San Antonio puts a good year together. They're going to be tough to beat in the future because the city of San Antonio has so much to offer any athlete that was that would, that would go there. And you know, UAB coming off, of, you know, they, they seem to be rock solid now every year. Right. And I'm just looking at our side of the of the ledger, man. It's it's going to tough. be tough sledding.
0: Tough, Kelly. You realize yeah. UAB has won 19 straight home games. That's kind of flown under the radar, but you just you just you made the perfect description. They're just rock solid, UAB.
1: Yeah, they—they after coming back from the dead, so to speak, you know, and they did have some older, more experienced athletes. Um, But you know, Alabama can't have everybody. You know, in in Tuscaloosa, they can't have everybody, and Alabama, pound for pound and per capita, produces as many college and pro athletes as probably any state out there. So you know, they're they're good to go. But again, my the big surprises have been have been. San Antonio and, and UTEP on the, on the positive side. And of course, Middle Tennessee on the negative side. And people mm-hmm. have talked about Coach Stockstill's job really being in jeopardy, um, this year. Um, but man, right now, if you had to say, you know, that Southern Miss, the only team the Eagles might be favored to beat in conference would be Rice. Right. And we, don't, we really don't even know how good the Owls are because they haven't played yet.
0: Right. And this weird year that is 2020, you still have two teams, Florida Atlantic and Rice, have not played a single football game.
1: Well, and FAU is supposed to come in to Hattiesburg uh,
0: next, next week. week. Right, right. So. They're, they're playing this week. Uh, let's see, FAU is playing Charlotte this week. Uh, and then, um, you know, they'll be here the next week. But kind of, Kelly, as Dave Barnett said, as of today – as of today, they're scheduled to play, but he said it's a day by day deal at North Texas, and that, of course, is the case at schools all over the country.
1: And, you know, the NFL commissioner, you know, we talked about maybe penalizing people with draft picks. The Bengals have written in and said, well, if, they're to, if these other teams aren't going to get their picks, can we have them? <laughs> it won't help. It no, won't
0: it help. won't. All right, You're Kelly right. and I back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. As always, thank you very much for listening. Southern Miss. To the top.
3: I can go to the sea Fly like I and let my spirit carry me I want to fly like me now You are free I know with the love a mission
0: a Super Talk Mississippi yeah. Media
2: Production